This podcast is brought to you by Alliance Motor Auctions. Has your car shit itself? Then you've got to go with Alliance. It's the easiest way to buy a quality car at a very competitive price. Located in Moorbank, New South Wales. Call 02-9822-7200 or visit www.allianceauctions.com.au South Coast Window Furnishings. Have your window furnishings shit themselves? Then you've got to get in touch with SCWF. They service the south coast of New South Wales from Wollongong to Bermagui. Give Jamie a call for a free quote on 0408 812 007 or like them on Facebook at South Coast Window Furnishings. Elite Sports Physiotherapy. Has your back or another part of your body shit itself? Then look no further than ESP. Established in 2006, Elite Sports Physiotherapy provides physiotherapy and massage services to the people of Melbourne. Located on the mezzanine level, 13-15-1 Freshwater Place in Southbank, Melbourne. Give them a call on 03-8640-0328 or visit elitesportsphysio.com.au today. Also, special thanks to verse.com.au for putting the finishing touches on this podcast. Cheers. How you going? Cheers for tuning in. My guest this week is comedian Aaron Gox, the man behind viral videos such as Classic Stitch Up. Gox, you pop around for a chat. We discussed his life before stand-up comedy, previous jobs, fatherhood, and how he handles being a cult figure. This is Taking It Easy with Daniel Connell. Aaron Gox, thanks for taking it easy with me today. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Thanks for having me on. No worries at all. Thanks for joining me here at my place. Um, now, you've had a big night last night, fresh off the uh, being a special guest at the St Kilda Football Club's End of Season Awards. I tell you what, you must have to pinch yourself. Go on there, mate. It's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, it is. It's, it's pretty crazy to sort of go from just being a fan to being invited to like yeah. big AFL club, you know, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. How long have you supported uh, the Saints for? Oh, uh, too long. No, nah. <laughs> um, I got on turn of the century, so around over oh, right. sort of thing. Solid so, fan, yeah. Yeah, which is like uh, a little bit late, but also, yeah, it's like glass half full empty sort yeah. of thing because <laughs> yeah. I'm 34, so it's good chunk of my life. Absolutely. The second half of my life. Uh, you're a Brisbane boy originally, born and yeah. raised... In you the sunshine, the tan. <laughs> I shouldn't. I, I shouldn't use visual, yeah. visual content. <laughs> the um, Brisbane Bears never got a run. All the all the lions. I, I had a I had a Brisbane Bears towel when I was a boy. <laughs> Beach towel, yeah. But it obviously, didn't leave an impression on me. <laughs> yeah. Just dried you, and that was it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what part of Brisbane did you grow up? South side suburb called Sunnybanks. So yeah. It's about 15, 20 k's from the CBD. South Sunnybank, is that the team Jonathan Thurston yeah, used to always right. say he played for? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mate, a couple of greats coming out of everything I knew. Nah, yeah. <laughs> nah, I never got to meet him, but yeah, but um, I've yeah. been following his career. Yeah. <laughs> you play a bit of sport as a kid in Brisbane? Yeah, uh, heaps. So um, it's only the last few years I've let myself go, but I was, <laughs> I was, a, I was kind of fit for a long time yeah but um did the classic thing of what a lot of parents do is put the kids into soccer for the first thing yeah so yeah got put into soccer i'm um, surprised soccer would have been 
much of a thing in Brisbane back in the in the I think it's just late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, I think it's just a very gateway sport. Just if parents don't want to be creative, it's just very basic. Well, and, and risk of getting injured, I think. Yeah, is, that's for parents, right. is that quite scared about contact sports? Soccer's not a bad one to yeah get definitely. into early. So I got put into that, and um, I liked it. It was fine, but then obviously when you're young, you just do whatever you put into and then i got to uh 14 where you start making big decisions (laughs) (laughs) and i I went and put myself in a rugby league so yeah yeah so played uh rugby league for about eight or nine years and yeah i've always i've always loved sport love being a fan love playing i've done a bit of um tennis over the years is that right yeah not nothing competitive but just love playing um actually played two years of american football that was uh quite interesting in queensland as well yeah yeah there's there's a comp it's had about six teams it's mostly just fun there's a few guys who take it pretty seriously but we were the only team that was uh no no imports no expats because a lot of them would have the yanks living yeah yeah. Yeah, but we were just all aussies (laughs) no it was fun i just did two years of that but it's just like short sharp bursts of explosiveness yeah was that your specialty was that your specialty? Were you were you were you a front rower in rugby league as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I've always been given just the the dumb position. <laughs> I don't just know, chuck it up. Yeah, being a bit mean, but yeah, always the <laughs> position where a coach is very simple. Yeah, simple role. Catch the ball, it. run it up. Yeah, yeah. We, I was I just pride myself on I was a front row in, in footy and in league and just never never took a backward step. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's that classic. Everyone retells their their career. Oh, it could have been anything. Yeah, sort of yeah. <laughs> so you think it could have been anything if you stuck with no, it? No, well, <laughs> it's hard to explain. Where I, I don't think I would have been great, but the only question I have is because I never did gym or anything. Right. So I, and I was just kind natural. of pretty handy, mm. but I just was like, like obviously I train whatever the training that the team had mm. two times a week, but. Never did any extra. Extras, yeah. So that makes me think, oh, I wonder what. But that's that's the big question. Yeah, like, have you had a good in the gym? Did the yeah, squats, mate? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's never too late. 34, <laughs> you can still get in yeah. there. They do over 35s. <laughs> um, so you're a Broncos fan, Brisbane Broncos yeah. fan up there growing up? Oh, you yeah. you would have lived through that. Well, they've always been good, the Broncos, but yeah, just was, the 90s. My favourite player was Tallis. I love Tallis. Gordon Tallis, yeah. Um, Animal. Yeah, yeah, just the way he went about it and – and Webkey as well, the big four. They always mm. had huge forwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seven deceiver. That that's the dream years when you would have been. I know. I, I still follow rugby league now, but you know, when you're in your teens is when yeah. you, when you're into it the most. Yeah. So your teens are through the nineties when they are the best. They were just dominating through then. They yeah. won so many premierships. And Alfie, Kevy Wilders, Lockyer, <laughs> absolute dream years. And when you're a kid, you don't understand all the like. Now looking at it, it's like oh. Well, of course, they all, they had the pick of Queensland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when I'm a kid, I'm just like, they're just a great team. They, yeah. they try hard and yeah. it's all just a fair playing field. <laughs> yeah. So that's your sports. What about school? Where'd you go to school up there? Uh, school. So uh, I was a little bit of a naughty boy. So I had, Were I, had, you? I had three different high schools. <laughs> Is that right? Um, well, only, only one of them I was forced out of. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're a bad boy when it's like... Only had one expulsion. <laughs> no, because yeah, uh, grade eight, I was um, 
only lasted a few months uh, at a at a private school. It was a really f- right? fancy private school. Yeah. And what 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 caused young Aaron Gox to be? Oh, it was just a just a dirtbag, you know, <laughs> classic thirteen. It was nothing terrible, but it was yeah. just just like a, a string of things. Yeah, yeah, just, just being a few strikes. In no, your no big incident or anything. Yeah, just and they just said. Off you pop. Called my parents in and said, you're going to have to take him to another school. <laughs> we don't want him here. So, yes. And then um, the, so then I went to the one that I, I spent the next sort of four years at, which is called McGregor High, which yeah. is, again, sort of southern southern suburbs of Brisbane. Yeah. And did you have a few of your footy mates at that school um, or at the private school? Yeah, I, I knew – I had a few mates at the private school. That was probably why I got in a bit of mischief. Okay, yeah. And then yeah. – um, and then yeah, had to make new ones at, at the at the next one. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a, you know you know what teenage years are absolutely like. yeah yeah you're a bit of a scoundrel. Well, we I I did a few things at school that probably could, you know, class for expulsion at different times. But we didn't have any other school to go to, so <laughs> there was such a small you town. You have to be homeschooled. Yeah, 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 and that wasn't going to happen. Was that just no so it was just one school in your town? Yeah, yeah, and then eventually the second high school came That's, in, but. Nobody yeah, that sucks because there's no rivalries. Yeah. Or <laughs> there's three different primary yeah. schools. I actually, I, I, you know, I feel like I'm a completely different person, which you'd hope. You'd hope <laughs> yeah. you have a bit of growth in your life, but yeah, I just think back to that, and, and I'm nothing like who I am now. But yeah. that's part of life, I think. But yeah, that's right. I, I wish I sort of focused a bit more. Yeah. And oh, don't we all? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you were um, towards your end of your schooling, did you th- have any idea of what you wanted to do post-school apart from play for the Broncos? No. Nah, yeah, that was the problem. I was very sort of anti-authority and I was like, you know, that classic like career doesn't define you, man. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know why I had a what sort American of- surfing accent. <laughs> what sort like of music? Sean Penn in Ridgemont High. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of music were you listening to at the time? Uh, that was... That's probably the problem. It was yeah. I was a big big punk, yeah. punk band, yeah. yeah. So I was kind of like having all these bands kind of like take down the system, yeah. like Pennywise and oh. the end and all this stuff. And, yeah, and it's just everything together. Um, very influential at that age. It, whatever you hear, you kind of absorb it. Absolutely. And so I was like watching the Michael Moore docos and mm. very like anti-government and <laughs> yeah. stuff, and um, which I still am, but. More for selfish reasons. Yeah. Just like, what? How much tax do I owe? Like, yeah. <laughs> do, you, then, um, do you remember what your first punk album you bought was? Mine was um, Pennywise Full Circle. That's yeah, the first, actually. That's, um, that's the first album I ever bought, Pennywise Full Circle. Yeah, I, that probably would be, but for, for punk, actually, but or, or probably like Green Day or something, if that yeah. counts. But um, yeah. Old my Green first Day. ever gig was The Living End on the, the Prisoner Society. Tour. Oh, really? I was. And thinking back, I would have been so tiny. I was like, because I was 98, June 98, I think. And yeah. I just turned 13 in May. So, like, you know when you're 13? You, yeah. Again, I'm doing a visual thing. But I'm <laughs> I'm showing about a meter off the ground in my hand. <laughs> yeah. And I, can, I actually um, have a memory of, like, adult blokes there being, like, stoked that a young tack is yeah. into it. But for us, because I was there with a mate, we, we didn't think of it as, like, how cool is this for little bloke? We were just like, you want to see it, you go, sort of thing. But yeah, we would have been tiny. Do you remember where it was at? Uh, it was a venue in Brisbane called the Chelsea in the Valley, which yeah. is a, like an old church that had been um, converted into a rock venue. So all ages or just sneak yeah, in? Yeah, I didn't sneak in. <laughs> yeah, well, back then they had a lot of um, 
A lot of all ages gigs. The way they used to do it was under 18s in the Arvo. Oh, yeah. And over 18s at night. So bands were pretty busy. That's good, yeah. They do that a fair bit, two two in the one day. and um, Make a little bit of cash. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do Wouldn't mind doing that. <laughs> <laughs> did you go on to do any university or anything after, after school? I did. I tried to do it in a... Well, I shouldn't say try because I... Yeah, apprenticeship. I yep. did a carpentry apprenticeship, but I only did a year. Mm. So I quit um, after a year, which was pretty silly to do. But again, like I said, being young and silly. Um, and this, no one will believe this, but I, when I had the early 20s, like sort of breakdown, what am I going to do with myself? That sort of thing. I, no one will believe this, but I went to TAFE to try to be a cop. Is that right? Yeah. TAFE? Yeah. Is that what you said? So you go to TAFE? So, um, so what happened was I was, I was like, had this sort of, because I, you know, was going for a tough time where I'd yeah. sort of lazed about for a few years, a bit of a, like a, whatever you want to call it, nervous breakdown or something. Like, what am I going to do with myself? And then do that classic where you think, like, what do I like, blah, blah, blah. And all I could think of was just, it's silly now thinking about it, but it was, um, I really like dogs. And, and then, so it sort of was talking to like a guidance counselor about, what things can you work with with dogs? And they said, well, we'll police, police dogs. Dogs, yeah, yeah. But again, it's another thing I didn't end up finishing. And in the end, it turned out that's something that you really, you've got to be in the system for a long time before they put you with. With the, yeah, yeah train. And there was probably no way I was going to be cops. So it was just a silly little. <laughs> but yeah, it was crazy. It was like, yeah, I went to TAFE. Yeah. Um, like, I don't think the whole thing is just TAFE, but that was one, you have to do like a law a law, a, yeah. an element of law at TAFE to, to get started or yeah. stuff. And, yeah. Imagine Coxie is the police I know, handler. it's crazy. Yeah. It didn't work out. <laughs> Probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it sounds silly, but even thinking back to it, I'm like, did that even happen? But yeah. yeah, it did. It's crazy. <laughs> Makes for a good story, though. Yeah. Uh, what about jobs after after you finish your carpentry yeah, so, um, apprenticeship? I've done. I've just done a lot of labouring over the years. It's... it's um, not very interesting, but just had a kind of when you're not qualified or anything, you just got to do whatever you can yeah. to get by. And um, this is showing my age a little bit, but predating because everything I guess is online now. But mm. I did the classic open up the newspaper thing, look for jobs, and a lot of them were just saying labor high, labor high. And mm. the way it works, you, you you sign up and they send you out to a place, day here, day there. And mm. it's not very nice, actually, but <laughs> it just, um, yeah, kept me going for a fair bit. The the, the longest solid job I had was uh, in the Woolies warehouse in Brisbane. Oh, yeah. Um, that was about four years. So, yeah, yeah just stacking, the stacking pallets. pallets. and yeah, um, nice. Yeah, and it was, you know, it was solid, 40 hours a week, went yeah. there, did it, whatever. <laughs> yeah. the um, A lot of your videos you've made since then in the last few years, your characters you play or, you know, you, the way you – create them are from a you know a, it's almost like a laborist you, you've you've clearly lived that experience of yeah. knowing what a work site oh, i'm glad like. you noticed that because yeah that's just i haven't really like sat down and and thought about what am i going to do but it's just things i've seen yeah from my experience yeah. over the years and just like playing footy being around that yeah. blue collar sort of Absolutely, environment yeah. but i always always felt like I never really fit in, also as mm. well with those people. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of what I'm trying to do is, it's a look at it's a look at sort of blue collar, but 
from an outsider's so, yeah. perspective, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. hard to explain it. <laughs> uh, when did stand-up comedy become an interest for yourself? Um, so around 2007, I think it was, I entered the Raw Comedy, which uh, a lot yeah. of people start yeah. off. But I, I went and just so I just had a few jokes floating around in my head, just like heard about it. I think um, Josh Thomas, it was just a big news at the time because he was like very young and from Brisbane, so it was a big thing up there. And he'd done it Roar and One Roar? Yeah, and yeah. apparently it was just his first ever gigs and that, so mm. that was a big thing. So I'd heard, that, I think that's how I heard about it. You know what it's like. It's it's, it's big in our circles, but it's not yeah. that big in the public sort no, of thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I went and gave that a try. I just had a few jokes in my head, but I'd always loved comedy. But they were pretty bad jokes, so nothing came <laughs> of that. I think I didn't go through. Right. He just left that as it was. And then a whole year came around and I uh, went back again and this time went through a few heats and, and got to the um, state final. Oh, um, great. Didn't, didn't win that. But, yeah, that was just like, all right, there's something in something this. Something there, yeah. And you would have met, was, met a few people. Yeah, or... and it was like, like, a, like some of these stories I tell, like I'm not trying to – Ask for sympathy, but I've been a little bit of a battler along the way, mm. and and found things tough in life, and I just and I thought of myself as a bit of a weirdo, so I was like, mm. if this is cool, if 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 I can use that to like, if being a bit odd makes people happy, and you know, yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. But um, comedy yeah, is like, good for that. Yeah, it? well, the last couple of years has been fantastic. Like it was, it was a really long. So that was, you know, that's oh seven, oh eight, mm. and this is eleven years later. Now, yeah, so it's like it's been a long journey, but. That is a great feeling to like for something that was previously a negative for a big ch- chunk of my life to now basically be a positive. Mm. You know? Yeah. Because, you know, it's like it's hard to explain. You know, we're not all the different acts. It's it's competitive, not in a nasty way, but mm. we are trying to. Oh, everybody's going for the same thing. Yeah, that's what I mean. To, so I do look at to... some acts and think. Well, well, they're a bit, they're a bit plain, and and I'm a bit of an odd dude, and I hope, hopefully, that's kind of an advantage in the comedy game. Yeah, know? yeah, and it relates with someone. Yes, yeah, so, um, um, it's just a, anything in life, you know, it takes time to crack it, and it's just sort of you just got to keep plugging away, and you find your one thing. Yeah, that might. totally. And and people talk about life experience; they talk about it in politics. You know, like people wouldn't trust a young politician, sort of thing. Yeah, and it's the same thing with comedy because. I didn't have anything to talk about when I started and I needed a bit of life experience. So, so when I started, I was that classic like wordplay. Yeah. You know, we know a few guys who do it and they're, and they're great, but it's very tough, would you call it a subgenre, whatever yeah. it is. Or to su- sustain that very for a long tough period of style, time. Yeah, yeah, because – but that's all I had was just, just like wordplay jokes and, and it's, it took years to like now where I give the audience a bit more of who I am. And during this time, around when you started, you had your first child as well. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a crazy period of my life. Yeah, things were things were moving along really quick. Um, 08 did that that second roll and things did well. And then me and me and my ex wife, who uh, had my kids with, is we moved down to Sydney. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't for the comedy. She, um, she wanted to move there. But yeah, yeah I, I I started gigging a bit down there. But like I said, because I was very fresh to it and didn't have much of an act it was still quite sporadic and, mm. and plus having having the kid come along and yeah. you know, i had to i was flat out with work i was actually doing laboring the day and then i was like delivering pizzas at night Is and just right? whatever i could yeah. do to get by and um 
it was a very it was a tough period but it was um i think it toughened me up a lot you know um, well they say a kid can do that really switch you on yeah and it just it matured me really quickly because i just i, I changed a lot in that time mm. from like in in many different ways but like just being a lot more financially careful and yeah not worrying about going out anymore when mm. i used to, it didn't it's, all of a sudden didn't interest me anymore yeah you know? so where in sydney were you living on the north side actually which we just I don't know why I picked there and it was a really expensive area. So for yeah. Willoughby, not far from North Sydney Bears. Yeah. And then um, the second place was uh, Ride, which is a bit more yeah. west, but north side as well. Um, yeah. And um, it, was, it was a very tough time. And then um, after about a year, moved moved back to Brisbane. Right. So, yeah, my first daughter was born in Sydney. Ah, okay, yeah. And then second child come along not long after that? Yeah, well, that was... Um, she's about two years younger so yeah. that was up in brisbane yeah when moved back to brisbane yeah and then comedy starting to take off a bit more in brisbane around that time um no it's still still very tough uh, but i was sort of gigging gigging sporadically as yeah. well so it was it was tough but it was it was kind of on me as well for not going fully into it and mm. and i was still doing a bit of sport and stuff too and as i f- i found that when i sort of quit sport focused on the comedy that's when things started moving yeah and um and so about six years into it around six seven sort of thing i um started to i had never gone out of where i was living to perform Mm. i started to you might remember when i first met you when i came down yeah and um and that's when i was really encouraged because i'd come down to melbourne do a week of spots you know how you're starting off you do your five minute spots and and I was really encouraged because I was gigging with great acts and, and that sort of yeah, encouraged you little... me, you know, not going to drop names or anything, <laughs> you know, like your Ronnie Changs, Luke McGregor, yeah. they were coming up, still coming up through then. And these are great acts who, who watched me and said they enjoyed it and that was really encouraging. Mm. And then I'd have to go back to Brisbane and be back in the open <laughs> mic circuit again. It's, it's quite brutal, yeah. yeah. But you got the taste though and you could see that there's Yeah, something... definitely. Well, that's what sparked me on because yeah. it was like, you know, like when yeah. you're – Brisbane isn't tiny, but compared to Melbourne, it's small, you know. And mm. and I was like, well, I'm getting respect in the – and, you know, where Melbourne Comedy Fest is. This is a big city, big comedy place, you know. Yeah. And that's what kind of made, made me realise this is this is worth it, you know. Yeah. yeah so that, that kind of pushed me on, yeah. You're listening to Taking It Easy with Daniel Connell. Hey, before we go back to the podcast, I want to tell you about someone. That someone is Melbourne-based photographer Nicole Reid. One of the most sought-after photographers going around, Nicole has taken photos for all sorts of people. Comedians like Peter Hellyer and Anne Edmonds, musical acts like the Hilltop Hoods, and sports stars like Buddy Franklin. If you want to see how great her work is, I suggest you head over to her Instagram page. It's Nicole Reid Photographer. While you're at it, you may as well jump on her website, which is www.nicolereid.photography. Get in contact and book in a shoot today. Now let's get back to the podcast. And when, when did you start to make uh, the videos? When, when did you make your first video? So what's it now? Twenty. So about four or five years ago, I actually um, moved down to Melbourne the first time, mm. but it, it was really tough and I only lasted here three months mm. and I had to go back. And it was when I went back where I was like, 
I was I was down. I was like, why aren't which a lot of comics do this? We're like, why aren't things happening for me? Blah blah blah. And but then I sort of got the mindset of you know you know how they say like put up or shut up sort of thing. Like instead of complaining, make try to make it happen. Yeah. So like instead of me thinking, why isn't things happening? I've got to put some stuff out there, mm. and, and I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty hopeless tech wise. So a lot of my resistance to it was like, oh, I can't work that sort of thing. Yeah, but then yeah. I just using that mindset of like, you know, don't wait for things to happen. I was like, well, I'll look into it, you know. And and I was thought it was tough, but then I found out it was pretty easy to yeah. switch on a webcam and yeah. And, and edit it. it was totally not on purpose of how low low fire it was. Yeah. But people have told me that that was the charm of what they liked. It was the yeah. crappiness of it. Which yeah. Is, well, it suits you. It suits you yeah. Isn't it? Like it suits- it's, it's hard for me to watch because I didn't <laughs> even know how to edit or anything. In it. So you can see me like clicking the mouse to switch it off and that. And, <laughs> and, but that, um, that, is all, that is all adding to... You know. Yeah, well, people have told me they like that part of it, but for me, it was just necessity. It wasn't like <laughs> yeah. it's that thing. Like that's what that's what pump bands say when people are like, "Oh, I love the, you know, the missed note," or and they're like, "Oh, that wasn't on purpose. Yeah, we're <laughs> yeah. just bad or whatever." You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, um, yeah, it was it was just that thing of got to make things happen, and then like there was a little bit of script writing. Like I won't say it was all off the cuff. Like I wrote down, but it was very like. It wasn't. I didn't want to do it word for word. I just wanted to do a guide. And, yeah. So you knew yeah. where you were headed. Yeah. So you started doing the. Um, uh, it was re- food reviews first, wasn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, just the thinking behind that was just like, kind of, you got all these like really gourmet things on TV <laughs> yeah. where they're like, top quality food. I just thought, well, wouldn't it be funny if we just snacks and crappy. I think yeah. I did like drumstick ice creams and <laughs> yeah. fisherman basket. Just these little. Because like I said, you know, I'm glad you picked up on that about seeing things from like blue collar and working class because it was just this like living living in suburbia, mm. you know. I'm not trying to say I invented it. It was obviously, I was inspired by like the castle, things like that. Well, yeah. I love that, you know, like Rissoles and yeah, yeah. getting out the trading posts. I love that stuff, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, it doesn't, you don't have to be the inventor of something. You can see something you think's cool and go with it right? yeah have your own spin on it yeah, yeah and that's what i was i love a lot of that suburban australiana sort of stuff shining a light on it and just you know chips and gravy because <laughs> that's like some of the things i've done like i started talking about red rooster and it was just that i, I thought that quirky aussie charm of like because mm. it was a time when everyone was starting to do like try and be worldly you know like oh i'm, I'm having salted caramel and <laughs> kale and and i just thought here you got out in the suburbs, this classic Aussie where they just stick to their guns. It's like chicken roll, <laughs> yeah. chips and gravy, you know? They don't yeah. try and... They don't care about kale. They don't try and keep up with the yeah. fashions. And that's what I just... Reminded me kind of like of the castle. Just yeah. Because I saw... Um, I think it was um, one of the movie reviewers, David Stratton or something. Mm. And he revisited the castle because he gave it a stinging review at the time. Hmm. And then he was like, now I can see the charm sort of thing. Really? Yeah, it was quite interesting to see that because... <laughs> I think he thought, yeah, like they were just like really dull, dumb people, but it's mm. like there's a charm to that. Absolutely, you know? yeah, it's, yeah, it's Australia. <laughs> um, so you, you're making a few food review videos, yeah, and then yeah. Uh, not long after that, you make a video that goes crazy online, uh, the, yeah. the classic stitch up video. Yeah, well, I'd had actually had um, before that, I'd had a couple that 
went pretty crazy, mm. but they weren't getting attributed to me. So there was one with the cornrows. I didn't uh, yeah. see that. Yeah. But that was just like, it actually went around the world, but people were chopping off the name and just being like, on memes and stuff. Like, yeah. is this guy cooked or whatever? And <laughs> I kind of like that discussion because it's like I said before, where I've always been a weirdo, but if I can use that for a good purpose. So that video was man with cornrows, eating corn, listening to corn. Yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, it was just really silly, but it was like, th- that was another thing after... Like the first was the Melbourne thing where it's like there's something in this. That was another thing where it's like this is going around the world. People mm. because you you know you'd be I think we all of us would be lying if we we got that false modesty where we're like oh you know we we mm. all think we're pretty good deep down <laughs> think we're fine. But it's not until you get that you know and and when it was really tough in Brisbane for five or six years, some of those gigs you know, you know what tough gigs are like you're mm. playing to four or five people whatever, and it's just tough and. But the one thing I told myself was, there's got to be, you know, there's got to be a market out there for you, you know? Because, yeah. like, you know, we're both music fans. I know that sounds weird. Like, we like music. We're <laughs> odd, dude. But, you know, and you know, you'll find a bit of an odd band, a bit of a weird mm. one. And, like, uh, you know, my favorite band, they're not like super underground, but they're not well known. And it's that thing of, if I'm a, if I'm this Aussie bloke from the suburbs and I know this band from the other side of the world, you know that thing of like, yeah, yeah, your market will be out there. And that's something I believed in was just like, yeah. So to see that was very encouraging. And so I had a couple of those that just not attributed to me that went mm. really well. But then, yeah, that one really did start getting attributed <laughs> to me, which is great because it's like sweet, you know, it was like people like this and, 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 it's like anything. If you put it out there, there's all different interpretations. Like, yeah, th- there's good and bad for online, you know. And, mm. and there was a bit of like some nasty comments and stuff, but mm. oh, a lot so, of people yeah. are enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. you got to take the good with the bad. And when you're getting three million hits on something, there's yeah. got to be negative and, stuff. And the nature of um, with with the social media pages, you know how it comes up on your feeds. So you get that mm. like, why is this coming up on my? Blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. And I felt because I'm like, I don't like to. F- think i'm forcing my thing on people but that's why i like now where they can just find it if they want to find yeah. it yeah. <laughs> well i i've known you for a while now probably i don't know like five or six years yeah. and i have mates uh that i not comedy mates like mates from my yeah. hometown like old school friends that put that video up on facebook yeah, well, every now that's and again. the power of the internet it's so powerful because mm. that i was still working that job where that happened that was a real thing that happened mm. And I put it up in the morning, posted it to my page, and the you know from sharing and stuff is mm. so powerful. But I went to work by the end of the day, and they're not. They're also people who don't know anything about comedy, didn't know I do comedy. They're showing me their phone at the end of the day, going, "Is this you?" <laughs> and then the guy who I had been talking about was like upset. You're like, yeah. "Why are you talking about stories that happened here?" Because <laughs> it was a real thing that happened, and I remember um, Auntie Donna. You know, Auntie Donna. There, yeah. they were really good. For me, what do you call it? Like a mentor. Like I was chatting with them about because they're they're very good at online and all that. And, yeah. And they were touring, and I was just hanging out there in Brisbane at the powerhouse, and I was just hanging out in their change rooms, and it was at a sporting <laughs> terminal, whatever it's called, in <laughs> theatre, dressing chairs, dressing, yeah, dressing <laughs> chairs, where you go to hear the coaches yeah. give you a spray. But um, 
Yeah, so I was just, and you know, it's a thing in comedy, um, like don't do bits on each other. Yeah. But we were just hanging out, and I just started saying that, and they yeah. laughed. So I was like, if they think it's good, yeah. So yeah. I put it on, and <laughs> the rest is history. There you go. And then the stitch up and uh, classic stitch up would became yeah. uh, very popular. People were saying that a lot in that 12, 12 months afterwards. Yeah. Well, um, it's like um. Still now, are people in the street? I think people, those people I don't think had heard of the term and might have thought I'm creative, not creative, <laughs> you know, whatever. But there was a few of us, I can't remember who it was. I think it was like Tommy Dassler, you know, those when we chat online and a few of them where we used to and use that kind of like 80s Aussie jargon, yeah. like from the hey, hey days. And I think <laughs> words like that. And we'd, yeah. But I don't think. I don't think we'd say classic stitch. I would just say we'd say call things classic, and then also talk about a stitch being up. stitched up by yeah. someone. And, yeah. and I put it together, so you know, <laughs> rest is history. How often now, like three or four years later, are people still, yeah, you're still copping it. Yeah, yeah. it's um, and it's one of the things. It's, it's a bit annoying, <laughs> but then also it's like better than not being known at yeah. all. Yeah, <laughs> I do, and I, it, was, it was a bit of my fault too. Like you know, I actually called my first. Melbourne Comedy Fest show. I called it Classic Stitch Up, so, but that was like a few years ago, yeah. three years ago. Now. Well, you may may as well, yeah, use yeah. it. It's not, you know, there's no it's, shame in it. Absolutely, I'm just saying it was part of. But also, I feel like I've done a few things now that I'd like to be known for. But that's the beauty of it. There is a lot of people who you do you get people who like something else and say they love that. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. And everybody. You need you need a starting point. Like you had that, as, and now you go yeah. on and do other stuff. Yeah, but, exactly. You know, you sort of burst. You need to do. You need your frog stomp to be able to make your freak show. You know, <laughs> <laughs> had to get a silver chair reference. Yeah, great. So you you obviously well and truly took off after that. Became a bit of a cult figure around. Uh, well, Australia. I guess. Like then, I was really determined because that, like I said, that was I don't know the exact times here. I'm trying to remember. So that was like eight. About eight years into doing comedy, yeah, eight, nine, seven, give or take, whatever. But yeah, that's a, was a. I had a fair bit of stand up behind me, whereas a lot of the the internet guys go the other way around, where they, yeah. oh, my video's done well, now I'm going to make a live show, mm. and it's varying degrees of quality. We won't go into that, but, <laughs> but I was really determined to show people that I'm a legit stand up. So yeah. like, yeah, I toured pretty hard. Like, would go all around and. Mm. Um, after that and yeah did a lot of shows and yeah just trying to move down to Melbourne again like I, I worked hard saved up for ages and um, made the big big move part two because the first <laughs> one didn't work quite well and yeah um, and, and in the meantime I'd been through quite a lot in my in my private life too um, gotten divorced and and actually uh some things happened I won't go into, but I mm. got the custody of my kids, which mm. is pretty pretty amazing. So, yeah. yeah, trying to just juggle being a single dad and, and the comedy stuff and, yeah, yeah so. Because you want to be able to give your attention to everything, don't you? Like yeah. you, with comedy, if you get any sort of run on, you can't really afford to take your foot off the pedal. Yeah, But then when right. you've got kids, you can't you can't take your foot off the pedal. Yeah, really. You yeah. need to keep, and you know, obviously so, family comes first. So like, the last few years just been a bit of a blur, really, but a mm. good blur. But yeah, just yeah. like, just need to stop, have a bit of a breath, you know, because yeah. it's been a bit flat out. And, yeah. And I moved to Melbourne and now I'm living in Ballarat because my, my girlfriend lives up there. So, yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that been, uh, 
It must be a bit nicer for the kids as well, living out in oh, a nice yeah. country area like that. We're, we're in a great space at the moment, touch wood, but I <laughs> don't want to jinx it. Because when I first moved, it was to Melbourne. It was um, just me and the kids and it was it was bloody hard. Yeah. yeah it was really hard and, um, you know, like gigging at yeah. night and, um, you know, I would have to get babysitters and, mm. and sometimes it, then you'd have to work out if it's just a spot. You know, like five minutes, is yeah. It, that sort of stuff. You're getting and, paid. It's yeah. yeah. But I'm in a, I'm in a great space now where I can, the girls stay. Yeah. With, with Rachel, my girlfriend, and if yeah. I go away, and everything's and they're going really well, going great at school, and that's awesome. Yeah. yeah we're buying a house, so oh, everything's been nice. Yeah. That's excellent. I'm living up in the country, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. It's like it's it's hard because it's like I'm I kind of miss being a part of the scene a bit. I'm I'm not kind of on the scene, but very hard in life for everything to line up. So Absolutely, it's like my yeah. family side is going fantastic. Mm. And then you know what it's like. You you get to a point where you you know, I'm not saying you're not unsociable, but sometimes you just want to go do the spot and go, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Like I we do get, miss some of the hanging out, you know. Yeah. And you can pick and choose eventually, you know. Yeah. Um when it, when you do what and when. Yeah. Uh, which is nice. And sometimes I just when I'm down here, because it's only an hour and a half away where I live, but I, I try and double up, make it. Yeah. Cause like I'm doing this, and then I'm going to my counter. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I had the Saints thing last yeah, night, so it's triple up, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, no, nah. get it all done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's um, it's been crazy, but as they say, better to be busy than not. <laughs> That's it. Uh, you have been in. A, I've seen you. I've been watching Rage and various music shows of a morning, and I, oh, there's bloody Coxie on a on a music clip. <laughs> I've watched the merger film in the last couple of years. You're on that TV shows. You're popping up left, right, and center. Uh, what's been your best experience on a on a on a film clip or a movie in the last couple of years? What's the um, sort of the highlight for you? Well, yeah. Firstly, I just want to. It sounds like I'm accepting an award. <laughs> firstly, I just want to say, um, yeah. I, I just want to. Yeah, I want to say that like I feel very thankful that people have asked me to do that stuff because it's it's fantastic and I do get a lot of support from from the music circuit which is great because comedy industry is is not a big one as you know so any sort of brand, extra branches you can add really helps and every a lot of them are like really lovely people the bands and stuff but the merger was that was a fantastic experience to be asked to be in that and and I it's like that's why I feel like doing sort of persona i have is that things like that i'm i could be well suited to yeah because i've been pretty lucky some of like a lot of those roles um people had to audition Mm. and i was just asked yeah like they're just like we want you to do this yeah it's great well which is lucky because every audition i do i don't get the part (laughs) (laughs) i don't suit auditions i think because because auditions is competitive and you're going up against proper actors and and there's a look and whatever and but when, they, when there's a when movie... When they want you, that's great. Yeah, and a movie role for a character called Porterhouse. Who yeah, exactly. He's like, quite laid back, country boy. Yeah. Flat like sport. And it was a great experience, you know, because it's like... I love comedy, but it can be very lonely, you know, and... Um, I know it sounds sad, but, you know, you know what it's like. And then <laughs> yeah. to be on a, well, it's a, a project it's your, where... It's your, your own... You're self-employed. It's your own thing. Yeah. So you're not, and, you know, and unless you're in a, a trio or something. Everyone's in it together and Damien Cullinan who's like the lead actor and wrote it and everything, he's fantastic because it's just this idea of his, it's grown and grown. It was a one-man theatre show for 
yeah. now it's this movie and we're, we're all up in Wagga Wagga together filming it and did you feel like you were back in a great, footy, like a footy team like back yeah in a exactly um team environment yeah and and also with like some of the actors around i was i was keen to show them you know i can your get acting the job chops. done on the yeah. field there. <laughs> but with ben knight around <laughs> yeah. it makes you seem very unfit <laughs> i've told this story many times but he actually had to save me from the river i was i was drowning yeah. is that right yeah so you went for a swim? It's actually, um, it's like one of just those, a bit like, of it's not it's, not on the shoot. You just went for a no. It was, yeah, a day off, and um, the the river there. I think it's Murrumbidgee. Murrumbidgee, yeah, have, um, moves quite quickly at times. Yeah, well, um, it's called Wagga Beach, where it's man-made. They've I just know put sand there. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was intrigued by that. Things like that interest me. I was like, let's go see. And then so we're down there, and it's, it's quite nice, you know. And but we see on the other side some kids with the the classic rope. Mm, hanging swinging off the tree, swinging, swinging off the yeah, tree. Great. I'm like, let's go over to that. But then going over, because of that man-made sand, there's, mm. it's obviously shallow for about half of it. So going across, I was able to walk about half and then do a very tiny swim. But then coming back, didn't have that luxury. Yeah, right. And in the meantime, we'd been swinging, so I've, I'd used up, I'd gotten tired. Yeah. So all of that combined, coming back, I got to about halfway and I was buggered. And, you know, if you're tired yeah. on a running track, you can lie down. You can't lie down in the middle of the river. So I was, like, out of breath, tired. I'm starting to go down. So the, and the river was moving? You're taking you down as well? Um, No, luckily not. But I've, and then I'm like, all right, I'm out of breath. I'll try and touch, see if I can touch and, like, yeah. and start walking. But it wasn't. It was really deep. So I'm doing the – I'm doing, like, putting my arms up, doing the help, help, and then – Luckily, Ben Knight's there, like the most athletic person. Yeah, or like absolute Adonis. Yeah. yeah. And Probably first of all, he throws a volleyball, but he meant like, hold on to this. Yeah. But I was like, now's not the time to play, you know? <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to play volleyball. <laughs> but it was, yeah, just, it was so, so lucky. He came out. It was amazing. So he, he jumped in and, me, and, yeah. and pulled you out of the water. And, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a slim bloke. Yeah. So it was like anyone else there probably couldn't have done it because yeah. it was so heavy. And it was just, and it was really scary, and I, and I came out, and I was like, not in a ver- not in a terrible way, but I was mm. a little bit shaken up, and like, I actually yeah, would, yeah, nearly probably died. had a bit of river water in me, and yeah. yeah, so it was pretty crazy, yeah. Shit, out of like, all out of all the people, I would want side of a river if I was in trouble. I think Ben Knight would be in the top, yeah. top two, and also, and it's like, you know, no offense to like artsy people, but. <laughs> They're not jocks like us, no. <laughs> but yeah, he's like he's like the perfect man because he's yeah. like muso comedian and built like a bloody brick shit house. Yeah, mm. but that can save a life as well, yeah, which is so very pretty, important um, in this case. And then I did after that, I did like for the next day or two. I was like, everything from now on got real deep. I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna make this life worth it, yeah. and then forgot about that pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> Have you swum in any rivers since? No, no, yeah. I. Stickly, yeah. I, Unless nineties. I mean, I joke about, it, but yeah, it's it's very like got to be more sensible. Is, is a very silly thing to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you like, you just want to have fun. Oh, don't we all? <laughs> yeah. Um, you love a feed. Oh yeah. Your fans are aware of that. Um, <laughs> people who don't know you that now know that you love a feed. Yep. One of your favorite things to do is to either review food or tell us what you're or eating eat it. at the, or eat it. Yeah, or tell us what you're eating at the time. Where in Australia is your favourite feed? All the touring you've done, travelling, oh. where is a place you make sure you stop in 
every time and get a feed? Jeez, this is the this is the biggest question of them all. <laughs> <laughs> you make me dig up my all my personal <laughs> work history, family history. <laughs> it's tough, mate. Um, <laughs> a lot, you know, like I love in in winter in a, in a cold town, just getting a chicken chips and gravy, you know. Mm. But I've seen places you've gone into that you've been noticed, and you've yeah. got free feeds before as well. <laughs> Does that happen often? Yeah. Not so much now. Yeah, I was like sort of kebab places wanted me to come in and have the snack pack and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my favorite, absolute favorite food is probably um, I love like Asian, like laksa, yeah. Malaysian, um, Vietnamese sort of soups and stuff. Um, I didn't think you'd say that. I thought you'd say maybe like a red <laughs> Yeah, I'm blowing my character a bit. <laughs> but um, do you eat much vegetables? Do you ever come across veggies in your... <laughs> I remember that veggie I had. <laughs> no, I think I, w- I think I would. I play that terrible food thing up a little bit. Like I think I would surprise people with some of the good food I have. Um, I have a f- I have a few veggies I hate. Asparagus. Oh yeah, cauliflower. Really, like cauliflower. My favourite's pumpkin. A big pump- pumpkin. Fantastic. Man. Yeah. Ro- good roast pumpkin. Yeah, pumpkin. It's great. the spot. Love potato. <laughs> Exotic. <laughs> it's the do it. It can do it all. It can do the lot. Do you mean potato Wedges. in a chip form? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gems. Do you remember? Um, you remember? It used to be big when I was a kid, but not so much. Like just the the potato that was like opened up, like it, and had stuff put in oh, it. Oh, a bit of coleslaw. Spud Mulligans. Oh. That was a chain. Yeah. Well, so, you can yeah. get. There's a Spud Bar here in Melbourne. Oh, pretty yeah. good Spud. All right. Get mate. a bit. Of, all right, mate. Selling Melbourne to get, me. <laughs> get a bit of spag bowl on there, mate. Yeah. Delicious. What's uh what's your hometown special dish there? Bateman's Bay. Yeah. Oysters, mate. Oysters. We're famous. Do you like them, do you? Oh, I love oysters. Bateman's Bay. I never got into them. Clyde River I'm not, oysters. I'm not a huge seafood man. I just, I love a seafood stick, but <laughs> that's got some. Anything seafood with in extender. It. <laughs> you gotta get that. I don't know what it is. It must just be the what they find on the bottom. Oh, it's the same as a sausage, man. It's just a seafood version of a sausage. Yeah. Delicious stuff. <laughs> what do your daughters think of your fame? Do they un- like are you getting noticed in the street in Ballarat? Do they understand what's yeah, going on? They watch Sometimes it? when I'm out about with them, people want a photo or <laughs> yeah. say good day and um Are they taking again, the photo it's, for it's you? It's that thing with like Stitcher where it's fine, it's a little bit annoying some it's only sometimes. Like sometimes yeah. you're like just you know, just just want to be off today. <laughs> you just want to, <laughs> yeah. and like, and all, and there's there's a bit of pressure too because there's that thing of like, whatever um, image you put out will yeah. be kind of, they could be like, oh, he was a prick, and it, it, they just catch you on an off yeah hour or off day, and, <laughs> yeah. and that's how they'll remember you. And, I can't see you being a prick day. Yeah, oh, you don't know I, me yeah. very well. <laughs> no, no, like, is the only like I'm actually the only thing I have trouble with is like. People get right up in a personal yeah. bubble, but that's usually if they're on substances. Because you know? <laughs> yeah. I do a few gigs. I do like um, private gigs, backyard parties, and mm. when they've consumed a few substances, they can get right up in your face. I don't like that. And yeah. When you get a bit of spittle on you. No yeah, that Queensland man. Who oh, got- don't bring my state <laughs> into it. Oh, I thought you were blaming Queensland. No, no. no. You, you're, oh, you know, that, that sort of. Gordon Tallis, yeah, expelled from school. Boy comes out a little bit and think, get away from me. Yeah, well, get it's, out of my personal space. Yeah, it's funny, and and um, 
and it's just interesting to see how people behave and that. And, and mm. because, like you say, I do put quite a bit of stuff out where it's like they feel like they're part of your life kind of. And oh, they, yeah. They're like, like not best. everyone. Like mm. most people are fantastic, but there's a, a little segment of, of people who kind of think they own you. Well, I think it's that they feel like they know you really well, like they, yeah. that they're your like they're your mate. I can see how it happens because you see, like, say I, I watch a lot of a show, say I watch a lot of Fox Sports or something, yeah. and I see one of the hosts out in Sydney of them up there or something. You, you sort of see their face. You think, oh, I know that person, yeah, as if you know them well. Especially but then, you, then something you, that's on a lot. Yeah, yeah, and then you stop yourself and go, oh no, I've actually never met that person. I don't yeah. know them at all. But it's just that I, you know, you, you see the face and you just think they're a mate. Yeah, but yeah, you got to quickly realise that that's yeah. not the case. So if you're pissed or you got that, a bit of the old and, and drugs also, in like you, like I said, it's, it's kind of my own fault because that's how I wanted to present myself. Is I don't want to seem like I'm above anyone or oh don't, yeah, yeah I don't think that sort of thing. Think that, yeah. But it, sometimes. It, you do just like want that bit of your private <laughs> yeah, space, yeah. bit of distance, and people can get right up in it, you know. Yeah. And also, like, and you don't know what people are going to say, like, like what they're going to get offended by, because it's like they want to. Sometimes people like want to get you a beer, and you just don't want it, mm. and then they're like, oh, bloody rejected <laughs> yeah, me. Like, yeah. I'm like, I was like. Feel like, can you just give me the seven bucks? Yeah. Or something? I don't want to be. I want your seven bucks. Yeah. Like, no, you can't. Probably Salaxa or something. Then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, I've, I don't drink beer at all. I'm more of a whiskey person. But people buy you beers after gigs, and I'm, you're like, I'm sorry, and, I don't. You know, yeah, with the uh, drink card. Yeah, you're like, sorry, I don't, I don't drink beer, and they're uh, like shocked. I've got, I've got merch and stuff too. It's like, yeah, buy some stuff. Yeah. But like, someone, uh, I kind of knew this already, but I, I told someone that, and they said, it's not. It's not the item they they don't like want you to have. They want to think that they've done had a beer with you. So. Yeah, yeah. You can just get a photo, you know. Yeah, yeah. And like I was like, sitting with you outside the comedy festival this year. We're having a chat, and two people came up and said, "Are you, are you Goxy? Got a yeah. photo?" It happens. Obviously, happens the most when you have a condensed demographic. So, mm. I've done um, like Splendor in the Grass a few times. That's crazy <laughs> because that's like they'd be lining up. That's like grabbing. 18 to 35-year-olds, <laughs> yeah, putting yeah. them in a field. It's like right in my demographic. Yeah. And, and, but that's pi- one thing and that, pissed and full of confidence. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. A, the, on top of that too. And I'm just walking around <laughs> and most of the bands are backstage so that people are like, is that the guy from the internet sort of thing? And, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and all, yeah, like you said, like a, a bit of substance in them so they don't have that should I or shouldn't I yeah, question yeah. in their head. They just yeah. come out and like – so yeah, some of that was a bit hard, and but again, it's better than no one. Occasionally, up, I've, I've had I've had to sort of a very very rare occasion, only a couple of times, had to like push people off because they're getting too physical too close, and yeah. um, probably a bit of ecstasy or something. Yeah, flowing, they throwing, get, flowing yeah. through the veins, yeah. and they can actually and they can you know hurt you a bit too. Like, yeah, you know, and I'm I'm a bit of a solid bloke, but like I went, I did a tour with a band and went out into the mosh pit mm. and I was getting crowd served. But then there's people were actually like grabbing the side of my, I know it's another visual thing, but like yeah. where my kidneys are. And yeah. I got home, I had like bruises there. Like you know? your love handles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, if you want to call me. <laughs> but like, no, but all the, I'm just like learning all this as I go. It's There's no, yeah. as you know, there's no set pathway or anything. Mm. And that's why I said it's been great, the support from, the musicians and bands and stuff because 
and it, and it's a learning experience. It's 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 a good option to have, but it also can be quite tough. I did I did yeah. a tour with a band called Skegs. I don't know if you heard of them. Yeah, but and it was great. They, they're fantastic guys, and and the audiences were nice. But one thing I found was, um, you know, um, laughter. I didn't get much laughter, and mm-hmm. probably the bad jokes. But no, but you know, like, and we feed off that. And, yeah, and there was massive numbers. There's like two, two or three thousand people out there. And, mm. But it could just be the setup, you know, where they're standing in a mosh pit. It doesn't really suit comedy. Yeah, I don't know. Like comedy before a, a band, like yeah. it's it's tough. Yeah. and Just the thought of it's tough, I think. But in that exact moment, you don't, you can't process it and all your brain's thinking is, I'm getting nothing here. <laughs> yeah. But then when I went out into the mosh pit after, because like I'd finish and I'm like, I just want to watch this. And yeah. I'm going to try and crowd surf. thought it would be a good photo. And... It was not. It was all positivity. People yeah. were like, "Oh, hey man, giving me high fives, saying love, John." Yeah, I can't be like, "Oh, you love me." Where was the laughter? You know, <laughs> yeah. because everyone shows it in different ways. Yeah, you know? like because they're a music audience, maybe mm. they just don't know how to laugh. Because we do say "lol," we type it in. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what's next for Goxy? You're, you're you're off to Brisbane tomorrow yeah. for some for a gig, and yeah, you just, just keep mate. I don't even know myself. Like, I just got to, as you know, keep on it. And mm. Thanks a lot for having me on this. You know? <laughs> no, seriously. Just- like, I love doing, I just, I love any anything I get asked to do and um, being busy. And yeah, so if anyone's listening to this, book, book me. Book in, me, but, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so you, like, so you, you- I, I gotta, that's where the sort of, I call it a past life. I don't know if that's the right word, but that, that laboring background keeps me in good mm. state because I could, I got a good work ethic. So if someone mm. says, "Come out to a party in the middle of nowhere," I hop in the car, go. You know, the other week yeah. I drove up to a chuka, did a backyard party, That's drove right. home. Yeah, because it's like this might sound cheesy, but it's like I feel I feel like I've got the show. You know, I've worked mm. hard to create that the persona, character, whatever, and I just got to go there, perform, do it, mm. and it's like that's a good thing we have don't you reckon yeah absolutely like the, the you can have a you know a website or a contact for you where someone can say hey come and do this 30th or come and just do yeah. this it's awesome go get a bit of cash yeah exactly make people laugh and and it suits them suits me yeah everyone's laughing you know it's like yeah it's like compared to there's pros and cons for it you know it doesn't suit everything hmm. but then it can be better than a lot of because you don't have to worry about like sound what do you call that sound levels yeah noise complaints and yeah so no nah, it's cool yeah i just want to keep busy to answer yeah. your question <laughs> yeah. but um keep doing what you're doing got a got a couple of th- and then obviously the um uh the festival season next year i'll yeah. be looking to try and do something for that i think but yeah mainly just try and keep busy and basically my life is either comedy or my kids you know yeah. it's either one of the two and yeah every now and then don't get much time to myself but Enjoy it if I do. <laughs> Have a bit of chicken and chips. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, mate. Well, that is it, mate. Thanks very much Thank- for taking it easy with me today. Thanks, mate. And I'll make sure I'll plug all your merch Thanks and so everything. Much, yeah. <laughs> I'll plug it all in the uh, in the little wrap up. Cheers, <laughs> mate. Thanks. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed that episode. If you'd like to get around Aaron, you can get on our social media. You've got Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He's under Aaron Gox. That's double A. R-O-N, Gox, G-O-C-S. Get online there and buy some of his merch. Just get around him in general, old Goxy. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell your friends. If you listen on Spotify, steer them towards Spotify. They'll be much appreciated. 
We've also got Apple Podcast. If you listen on there, uh, subscribe. Tell your friends to do that as well. Leave a comment, maybe a rating. Be much appreciated as well. Uh, you can also listen on my website, danielconnell.com.au. Uh, while you're on the website, may as well check out my upcoming gigs page. Just see what's happening in the world of stand-up. Also, if you're in a, a liking mood, you can jump on Facebook and give my Facebook page a like. That's Daniel Connell Comedy. Also on Instagram, Daniel Connell Comedy as well. And you can also check out my Twitter, which is at uh, Daniel Connell 3. Check out that. Don't tweet much, but fuck, may as well while you're at it. That is all. Thanks very much for listening and take it easy.